Willkommen in Schlachthaus 5. Welcome to Slaughterhouse 5, or the book review of the book, if you really want the full title. Slaughterhouse 5, or The Children's Crusade, A Judy Dance with Death, by the author Kurt Vonnegut. Why am I reading this book? Well, we already know. I read Cat's Cradle not too long ago, and I absolutely loved it, so I managed to secure, to acquire his most famous book, Slaughterhouse 5, and... I was hoping it would be just as good and I wanted more of, of his style his, his, uh, and he didn't disappoint with the style part but I'll get on to why I didn't particularly enjoy it as much as Cat's Cradle uh, coming up soon. So this book was published in 1969 so I think it was three years, six years after Cat's Cradle and it's not experimental anymore I guess. His, his writing style while is is very bizarre and still quite out there in terms of the jumping around, the non-linear plot lines, the mixing of certain different genres all together, uh, it is definitely, I guess, more established in this book, I think, compared to his other one. I mean, I've only read one, so uh, I'd probably need to read all of his books to be able to comment really on that. It talks about Billy Pilgrim, the optimi- uh, optometrist, abductee, Prisoner of War and Time Traveler. So it's, it's, it's a book that's got everything. If you want, if you want uh, science fiction, it's got that. If you want aliens, it's got that. If you want war, it's got that. If you want bland optometry, it's got that. It, it's, uh, it mostly occurs in Dresden before the Allied bombing of the actual city, but also takes place in Ilium, New York, as well as on this uh, alien planet. Uh, I think it was something along the lines of 400 million zillion light years away something like that and uh obviously this is all fictional people so but it it is based around i guess his experiences during world war ii where he actually was in dresden where it get it got firebombed where he actually did take shelter in a slaughterhouse during the the actual bombing so while totally ridiculous the book it does touch upon some very deep topics so the themes, what are the themes? The atrocities of war, no side is guilt-free. And I found this book to be a really clever criticism because one of the things that can happen when you're, you're trying to criticize your own side is you get attacked for being a coward, for being a, uh, you know, anti, like a, a, what do they call it? When you're an enemy spy, a provo- provocateur or whatever it is, the... You, you get blamed or you get attacked for, for having certain views, even if they potentially are the, the most ethical thing to do, i.e. in terms of the Vietnam War, it was probably you're on the right side of history if you were one of the people protesting against it. Now, what I really liked about this book was that it, it was very critical of, of some of the decisions making, uh, particularly of Dresden in this case, and the firebombing of that city. And it, but it was so absurd the book that it's it's really difficult to attack. Like you, you'd feel ridiculous attacking this book, saying you know this person really hates America because uh, they they uh, are criticizing our our war policy or whatnot. When you'd say it's a book about a time traveling optometrist who was in Dresden and is insane. Like <laughs> it's really really hard to to get at that. So. Uh, you could sort of, if you looked at one of my other recent book, book reviews of Robert Graves and and sort of his pacifism as well, 
it's it's almost like it needs to be couched in a different medium rather than a direct this is what i think this is why we shouldn't fight because you will get direct attacks back and those direct attacks usually seem to be the ones that cut off the conversation conversation you're a coward you're an enemy of the state you're done like you don't get another say or side in that debate so this this book i think sidestepped that issue quite nicely um I guess the point now is, is is not to judge as well. So back in the time, the bombing of Dresden was very much, well, even not really in the, the mind, the consciousness of, of people as, as being a war atrocity. And I think in terms of, you know, mass slaughter is, is I think what atrocity is, is usually defined as, then I would say, yes, it was a war atrocity because they bombed a non-strategic city towards the end of the war where it was probably not 100% necessary to do that, killing mostly civilians in their attack. Um, in the book, he says 125,000, I believe, or 150,000. The real number most people say nowadays is 25,000. Still a lot of people to, to die. And, uh, but, but the point's not to, to attack people and say, you know, Americans or the English, that this was their fault, they... Uh, you know they did bad it, i think it's more just because it's so old who it's it's like out of living memory almost who who really cares it, it's more just to realize no matter what your side is your side is probably committing atrocities so maybe it's not on the absolute scale of the the holocaust but you know the americans did bomb hiroshima and nagasaki the the british did you know firebomb dresden there's these things happen and, you know, I think it's just a, important to note that if you're on the good side, just, just realize your good side is, is doing bad things as well. So just uh, I, I think that's a, an important takeaway. Another one is uh, fatalism, which is I guess you'd call, call it nihilism without the despair. So the, the aliens in this book who abduct uh, our, our heroic adventurer, Billy Pilgrim, they are the the Tralfamadorians, tra- I think is how you say it. Uh, so they live in four dimensions where everything has happened. So they live in time and essence. So time is not one way for them. They can see in the past, even though they have a physical body here, they, um, they sort of see the evolution of the flower growing and dying in one single act It's and going backwards. And it's not a single thing. So... Uh, they have a real amusing analogy of of how blind we are as as humans by saying you know this is what it's like to be a human you imagine you're sat on a a railroad car you've got two tiny little eye holes on on the ends of gigantic like four meter long or meter long pipes so you can only see tiny print pricks of light and you're strapped to this car you have no ability to turn around or alter anything it, the car goes at tremendous paces, twists, turns, whatever, and you are just along for the ride. And you see these tiny print pricks of light at the through these you know pipes, and you say, "This is reality." And it's, it's probably pretty close to <laughs> to what's what's going on for us. Uh, and they actually end the universe as well. They they are the ones who kill kill the universe by accidentally blowing it up uh, when a test pilot's testing out a new engine, and. I guess the the fatalism, where does that come in? Well, it, it permeates throughout the book because Billy 
feels this fatalism in everything and he has this constant catchphrase so it goes so it goes this was actually used in cat's cradle a lot where the the character would would have a, uh, a like a little catchphrase that use busy 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 for example and it's sort of like it's it's funny but it's it's almost something we try to capture here at, at mere mortals which is like the absurdity of of life but you know taking it super seriously but with a hint of of uh of absurdity in certain cases and then other cases where we will talk about absolutely ridiculous things but it's got a purpose behind it so it's not totally you know just ridiculousness and that that fatalism i think it's it's something you need to be able to access at times because life can get very serious and hard and difficult but if you have that ability to to say so it goes and or this too shall pass that that ability to accept and move on i think is is quite useful and whether you do that through something like fatalism or whether you get that through religion or some other sort of philosophy or a new age philosophy of the secret or whatever it is i think it's 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 probably an important thing to be able to have and um he explains that quite nicely in this book i think that that comes through uh in his main character so what are some of my personal observations well uh, it's another example of useless controversy. Um, it, it's it's so tame. This book was banned from uh, you know certain American schools for being anti-American, for being anti-Christian, for having lurid sex and details of war and guts and blood. And it's just a very very tame book if you compare it to. I mean, hell, look at Fifty Shades of Grey. That uh, you know it was way way worse, and yet that was just everywhere. Um, so controversy wise if something's happening right now if it's a big controversy if you think it's crazy just just realize 40 years time it's probably not going to matter so that that ties in with that that fatalism just accepting like move on people there's there's nothing much going on here <laughs> uh, the most popular book also might not be a favorite so this is i've had this occur quite a few times now so from herman hess i actually really like damien whereas his most popular one uh, is is probably Steppenwolf from Homer. Most people would say the um, Homer's Odyssey is the best. I actually preferred Iliad. The uh, even someone like um, A Life on the Mississippi by Mark Twain. I really enjoyed that. Really, really enjoyed that compared to um, Huckleberry Finn or, or The Adventures of Tom Sawyer. So just because an author's most famous book might not capture you personally uh i don't think that's uh you know it's it might be just a i think to note that okay maybe the the top work isn't isn't necessarily always the best and so even sometimes reading some of the second or third works you can find some gems in there first the creation of a of a universe in his works is pretty interesting as well so this one i don't think directly ties in with cat's cradle but reading a lot more about him he created a universe where other characters in this story got their own full stories or the trauma fedorians appear in you know another four or five of his books uh there's there seems to be something about authors who who create a universe which is really cool i really enjoy that so if you are into that sort of thing this uh this book is part of a universe so you can start linking different different parts of it and going like oh i reckon you know that's from slaughterhouse five oh that's from wherever so very cool so in summary the book that is definitely non-standard 
in just about every way in terms of the writing style, in terms of how, you know, the, the themes of it, very dark themes presented in a humorous light, a story which has some very, uh, you know, linear patterns broken up into completely different, like totally out there forms of, of paragraphs and setting of chapters and whatnot. It's a, it, it sort of has a bit of everything. And it takes an awful topic like the, the Holocaust of, of Dresden. Um, the Holocaust can just be used. There is the Holocaust, but Holocaust actually just means sort of like an atrocity, a mass slaughter of people. Uh, and makes it and masks it with humor and a ridiculous philosophy. Uh, personally, I found it a bit too bizarre, uh, and I didn't like the protagonist as well. I didn't really like Billy Pilgrim. Thought he was a jackass, <laughs> to be honest. So I'm giving Wilkumum. No, no, no. It's a Schalktauf fünf, Schlachtauf fünf, Slaughterhouse Five by Kurt Vonnegut. Giving a six out of ten. It's okay. Um, I'm not going to rave about it. Cat's Cradle. That was really good. I'd rave about that. But this one, eh, not so much. So what's something pragmatic I'm going to take from it? Uh, I want to study German harder. There's a couple of couple of places where some German was used and I went, oh, man, it'd be really cool to actually know this and be able to pronounce it and, you know, get the feeling of um, when he was talking about Dresden as well. I was like, man, that place sounds amazing. I want to go to that city. So, yeah, it just sort of inspired me, I guess, in the in the German side of things to go, I'm going to work a bit hard on that. That's it for today. Current out.